Welcome to The Luxury Code, where we decode the mindset, the marketing, and the business approach of successful luxury brokers. Hey, welcome back to The Luxury Code. I am so excited to have Valen Lindner from beautiful Park City, Utah in the house. We're going to unpack how this gal has grown her business in seven years to literally doing millions and millions and millions of dollars in GCI. So Valen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to talk to you. I hope that everybody, you know, if you're listening to this on the podcast, I hope you jump over sometime to the YouTube channel because she's literally sitting in what looks like a multi-million dollar listing. I can see a little bit of snow in the background and a fireplace, which looks fantastic. So where do we find it, you today? Right on Park City Mountain. So this yep. is in the colony at White Pine Canyon. Yep. It's a gorgeous house. It's centered in the middle of the beautiful Park City Ski Resort. It's yes. got great ski access. It's right by the Quicksilver Gondola. If you want more information, I can sell it to you. <laughs> It's a shameless quick self promotion. <laughs> Go to our website quickly. Really? No, this is a beautiful spot. And we're yeah. finding, finally getting our winter, which we've been waiting for for a while. I know. So, Valen, yes. inside of this show, what we like to unpack is, like, how did you get started? What were the hurdles you had to overcome? You know, when someone, like, when I'm looking at your numbers last year, $155 million in volume, $4 million in commissions, 44 transactions, but you're seven years in real estate, and one could argue... That's a pretty short amount of time to get this level of success. Most people always think you've got to really get established and you got to be in the market forever to be this dominant. What do you think? You know, I think you have to have a plan and, you know, just a little bit of background on me. So I was born in Manhasset, Long Island. So super high intensity family. You know, it was very solution based, high, fast paced. We moved out to L.A. when I was a young girl and immediately got into figure skating. So that kind of sports arena, when you have to go into the rink at 4 a.m., you're training five to seven hours a day, you're homeschooled, you have multiple coaches, you're yes. doing reps, right? And right. nothing right. is drilled into more than bringing home the gold, right? Yeah. So it's like, make sure to do that. And then fast forward to my professional life, um, I actually right out of college, got into digital sales and marketing for luxury brands. So that was like, you know, email marketing and big box and leaderboards right. like way before like social media was even like started or cool. And we were doing that for, um, you know, luxury brands. And so all those skill sets, high intensity family, figure skating, yeah. you know, experience and luxury brands kind of teed me up to enter into the luxury real estate arena with a lot of kind of tools in, in my pocket. So you definitely had the unfair advantage, especially, so I interviewed Apollo Ono years ago, uh, both he and his dad on a show, and what it takes to be at the level you were at, real estate, almost, you could almost argue it's easy in comparison. It's different hard, but it's easy compared to speed skating. Yeah. Skating. And, you know, I think that's why I loved coaching so much, too, is because I was used to going to a rink and having people give me that recipe of how to be right. successful. Right. And when you're in like, you know, the professional world, you kind of have a boss and you kind of have like, oh, OK, we're their sales training. Right. But there's not really that like do X and get, you know, these results or do Y right. and get these results until you kind of implement that coaching element. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, certain recipes that you can set up to make yourself, um, you know, be more successful right out of the gate in the luxury arena. So, so let's go back three years. You make the decision to get a coach and, and, you know, to just for people, for context, you know, 2021, again, you know, hundred and I don't want to misquote the number, 155 million. 
where was your business at four years ago? That would have been like 2018, right? 2019. Yes. So, um, my set, so backing up a little bit more, yep. but my second year in the business, so moved here in 14, second year in the business, got my first $6 million listing. And then between, um, you know, gosh, 15 and, you know, 2020, mm-hmm. we were doing um, 50 to 75 million. It's just me and my uh, co agent, Jameson, were, you know, yep. very small team. Um, and that's about 30 to 35 transactions a year. Yep. So 30, 35 transactions and 75 million is a serious business. Yes. We were very um, fortunate to be able to get into that on mountain, ski in and ski out, single family arena right away because we did have a plan. And, um, you know, then <laughs> July of 2020 hit. Right. That's actually the month I had my daughter as well. Um, but boom, migration of the mountains. Right. Everybody's spotlight is focused on Park City. Right. Now, our business grew from 50 to 75 to 155 million, 47 transactions. We doubled our average sales price. And now we're on track for next year, or excuse me, this year to do 250 million. We've got uh, 50 million closed, 55 million pended, and it looks like we're on our way. Yeah. So yeah. it's just. You know, it's also being able to pivot in such a, a crazy market to make sure that, you know, you're battening down the hatches and really focusing on what matters in this market segment while it's super hot. So, so unpack that. What, what matters? Like, what are you doing that's moving the needle to attract the listings, continue to be successful? I mean, you're doing a lot of business, a lot of volume. We'll unpack the size of the team in a minute, but I want to know, like, like specifically, like, networking, marketing, attracting clients, finding people online that are thinking about going into your area, getting them before they get there versus after they get there. Unpack for us some of those most important details. So I think there's three main components for us that makes us successful as a luxury team. Um, First one really being a, a trusted advisor. So I know, you know, digging into the market, there's been many agents on here before who have really said, you know, you got to dive into your neighborhood, the history of the homes, all of those different types of things, knowing the neighbors, amenities, and all that kind of good stuff. Well, people here are also being advised on a place where they only come recreate like a couple times a year, right? So maybe they are just coming for a second or third home. But now with, you know, COVID and being able to work remotely, that's kind of transitioned to like, hey, maybe I want to have my primary there. Or maybe I need to get out of the vertical cities and put my kids in the school systems. So now we're not only advising on exactly what you should buy, where you should buy, how to transition your family to becoming, you know, full-time mutants or parkides, um, what that landscape looks like. And then there's a certain element to real estate in a second home market that people don't realize a lot. And that's when you're buying skiing and ski out, your location on the mountain is super crucial to your happiness and also the property value. So a lot of times my clients are calling me, they're like, oh, I saw, you know, X, Y, and Z on Zillow. I'm flying in. I want to see three properties. And then they get here. And if I didn't tell them that that was on a black diamond ski access and they have a multi-generational family with little kids that are wanting to learn how to ski, that's not going to go over very well. Or if they're on a phase of the mountain that because of either weather or operations does not open their ski access to that home until February, 
yeah. and they want to come for Christmas and New Year's, that's not going to work for them either. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of different elements to what you're advising these people on because you're their boots, ears, eyes on the ground. You're on their FaceTime. They're only here like one or two times a year to make a giant decision for themselves and their family. And so you just need this huge vault of, you know, information to make sure you secure that trusted advisor spot. So, yeah. So starting from there, which is always, I mean, every luxury person I talk to says a very similar thing. Like you've got to know the market inside now. You've got to know your client inside now to be able to help right. them navigate, especially in a second marketplace. So spot on. How do you find clients? So we have, because of that trusted advisor and, you know, another element of that is, you know, having access to opportunities to offer um, our clientele. So the way that we really kind of expand um, our client base is sure. because we get a lot of referrals. Yeah. Um, you know, we built up trusted um, partnerships with agents across yes. Utah yeah. so that we're the first to know about, you know, not just off-market listings and pocket listings, but yeah. new mountains, new developments. Yes. yes. Programs that let you in on the newest golf community so that uh -huh. you can get a lot in there before prices explode. Yep. For example, 40% of our pending um, business right now is off-market listings. If we didn't have that to offer our clients, their friends, um, you know, people that are interested in getting that, that kind of first right to, you know, get the, the opportunity to get on that mountain or in that golf community, then they would either find somebody who could or, uh, you know, we would have to, you know, seriously <laughs> answer for that. So I think becoming that trusted advisor, having the access to those opportunities and make our clients call their other clients and say, you have to hook up with the Frostland or team because they're the only ones that know where to go in uh, Utah right now or in Park right. City or they know the latest inventory that's coming up. And that has created a landfall of like opportunity for us from people that have now become our hugest cheerleaders and have access to the type of people that re we really want to, you know, serve as clients. So how do you get that word out to your clients? Like, how do they know that, that you have the pocket listings? Like, is that an email? Is that through social? Is it because you're calling them? Like you, you and I both know, cause you have such, so much digital marketing in your background. Like sometimes yes. you got to hit them from multiple different ways and do it in it's an all way, right? So, so give us some of the give us some of that playbook. Like if I'm a past client of yours or a current client of yours or a friend of yours, how often am I getting communicated to and how? So I'll tell you a couple of things. So on our insider track, so um, Summit Sotheby's, which is our brokerage, has, you know, sort of like a private Facebook page that get, lets us in on the pocket listings. Right. Yeah. So that's hundreds of agents that are giving us inventory that does not hit the MLS. And again, if you are waiting for Zillow to give you the information on the home, you're already out, already you know, lost. like it, yeah. you're done. So that comes across the wire and we start texting our clients that information right away. Because even if they're not 
for it, suddenly they have a friend that's looking for something that, and, and who knew? And this is, and I have gotten this in the last two days, probably five times, yeah. sent that you know off market listing out, and then get a text, and then somebody else texts me about it, and then suddenly I'm getting introductions. So that, and then like, okay, for example, we're filming in a listing today. After this, I'm going to do a couple reels. What I'll do is I'll do a one minute video, a three minute video, a ten minute video. I put that in my email marketing database. I send it out that way. I post it across all of social. I will post it on my website and promote that community. So then it's helping my SEO. I mean, as you know, if you're not everywhere, then you're missing out. And you just don't know at this point in time what platform is doing the best. Um, You know, email marketing, by the way, still has incredible numbers. Our open rate is like 55%. And that's my SOI. So those are like my cheerleaders. And it's really easy for them to forward an email. So it's like, don't overcomplicate it. Just put it everywhere that you already have it. And then promote it, boost it. Honestly, sometimes I just hit the boost button without really knowing exactly where it's boosting it to and just hoping that the algorithm is, you know, going to lead it somewhere. And then right. suddenly I get a message from somebody that's like, oh, I know your friend and I saw your, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Give me more information on that. And so it's just, you know, covering all the bases all the time and taking one piece of film and making sure to maximize it because it's not easy to sit here and film all day, but it's easy to put it into those different channels and make sure it's being maximized as best it can. So I was, as a coaching client, you will appreciate this. I just tweeted this out that when, when I look past just the last two years, right, of you know, over 500,000 coaching sessions combined amongst all of our clients and our nearly 200 coaches. If you looked at like where business comes from, the three different mechanics, it's marketing, networking, and prospecting in its simplest terms. And the agents that do all three effectively are the killers of the marketplace. So clearly from a marketing standpoint, you're there. Prospecting, whether it's texting or, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. Talk to us about your networking strategies, because you also seem to do, you do a lot of big events, you're involved in charities, so you also have that element. Give us some insight on how we could do that better or what you found to be most effective. So I think that kind of also goes into being able to market your luxury listings better than anybody else, right? right? So for us, you know, when we had our big marquee listing we reached out across the aisle to past contacts that I had in different verticals to network to get them up here to help us make that huge splash. Is that the one that I was like, I was in a Glen Wild golf tournament and you're yes, like, you have to so come and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving like, early. I'm sending a driver, please come up. So yes, yes I, I was hoping that you could make it up, but you'll come to the next one. Um, no, but so that was a great opportunity. And listen, we're not going to do it like million dollar listing because it's just, we don't have access to that type of stuff here, but we did it as best we can in our marketplace. And that makes us best in class in Park City, which right. is really the goal when it comes to marketing. So that allowed us to you know, make this big splash with a mega open house, which you've been talking about for years. Right. But that also brought every single colony owner, which is the neighborhood that I'm in right uh-huh. now, which is the neighborhood that that was in, 
to our front door. There was 300 people there. I have a video on my social that somebody crashed the party that brought three more Lamborghinis. And I was like, is this really happening right now? It just kind of like snowballs into this like, hey, we just want to kind of come and have fun and appreciate the architecture. And then this person tags that person. Like, the, you know, the neighbors were saying what a blast they had. And so they tell their neighbors, which right. is great more listings it all just kind of snowballs um so, so you so know just just to unpack for the person that's listening if you don't have context like she's like you should come to my listing it was like 24 25 million dollars we're gonna have like you know lamborghinis and rolls royces and like you know like acrobats like it was like this over-the-top party that so was to fun. launch a listing yes it was an unveiling event to marry the lifestyle with yes. the listing, right? Yes. We also did another marketing campaign where we partnered with Ballet West. We brought their prima ballerinas into um, our biggest listing, which is the same one. They took video and photography and ended up on the cover of Collections Magazine, which is a, which is a Sotheby's publication. Yeah. And that was like, oh my gosh, you, you kind of blended art and architecture and dance and people loved that. And it was just a different way to put um, you know, a creative spin on real estate. Cause sometimes right. you see like things that are kind of bland in the newspaper ads and then it just gets kind of monotonous. But if you see this infusion of things that people are already passionate about, um, I think that reaches across a network where your clientele already is. Like my clientele is already going to the Nutcracker. They're already going to the Lamborghini, um, right. you know, new dealership right. in they're already doing that stuff, but it's ways to touch them where they are with things that they already like and infuse your real estate into that. And I think yes. that sets you apart from the pack when you're, you know, kind of going up against really talented listing agents and trying to differentiate. So it's interesting you said it because my last two questions for, for you were, number one, how have you set yourself apart? And then the second question is kind of, well, let's do the first one. How how have you set yourself apart? Like that one listing opportunity was huge, but early in your career, you got a $6 million listing. You did something with that. Like you, you've done multiple things that have sort of put you on the map. What else have so, you done to put yourself on the map? You know, it's funny. I don't know why I have this connection with cars, but... Um, in my past profession, and one of my good friends um, had worked for Ferrari, she was the head of marketing, and I had literally stumbled upon that $6 million listing. It was somebody that had come into my very first home that I bought in Park City, was helping me build you know, you know, a closet, and yeah. she confided in me that she really needed my help. And of course, I was you know, obviously super, you know, honored to come help and kind of drove up the driveway and, you know, went into this huge ski in and ski out house. It was 8,000 square feet. And it was kind of a fake it to you make it scenario where I was like, Oh, I got the listing. I better figure out what to do real quick because I need to make sure that I don't <laughs> blow up this one so I can get the next one. Right. Um, so I did. And like another mega open house, that's when we had just partnered and I moved over with uh, to summit Sotheby's, which has a award-winning in-house marketing agency. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I would, you know, advise other agents that are trying to break into the luxury market, use what you have at your fingertips and go into your broker, go into the Bingo. people in your, you know, network that can help you. Um, I went into my marketing agency and I was like, hey guys, 
I have a $6 million listing and I'm not sure how to market it. And so we sat down and we created a luxury marketing plan. Same thing when my $19 million listing turned into a $34 million listing. I was like, hey guys, we got to completely change the way we are marketing this because we went from competing with like a couple mountain towns to now we're competing with like Aspen and all the vertical cities. And like, we've never even had something like this on the market before. So how do we like scrap the the old one and create a new luxury marketing plan? And I think that I've done that at every stage of my career. I said, okay, scrap that. What are we doing? Um, I also think that, you know, Real estate is a very transparent um, industry. You can go to the you know grocery store and get five magazines and see exactly what your competitors are doing and what they're not doing. Bingo. So you can build your USPs, your unique you know selling propositions around what you have on your desk, right? Go into their social media. Go into people from you know. Go into Tim Smith's social media, see what he's doing that's not right. being done in Park City, right? So it's like you have the playbook there. You just have to know what is not being done in your marketplace and then do it to make yourself best in class in your marketplace, right? You're not trying to compete against like the New York arena or the LA arena. Yeah. Wherever you are, you're competing against that five or 10 luxury agents that you are going up against in every listing uh, you know, presentation. So put all that on the table and figure out how to build your specific strategy around what's not being offered in the market today. It's pretty simple. I love it. Okay. You want my second yeah. question? Yes. Always. Snowboarder <laughs> or skier? Both. Okay. It's totally funny story. So you can so, do canyons and Deer Valley. I got you. No, first of all, you have to. As a figure skater, I was a skier when I was young. Um, right after college, I moved to Mammoth Lakes when I was like, I don't know, 23. Yeah. It was the most uncool thing to ski. Like you get like snowballs thrown at you right. if you ski. Right. So I learned how to snowboard there. So yes, I can do both, which comes in handy for teaching my son how to ski. And then, um, you know, snowboarding is also a passion of mine. So yeah. I love it. I love it. So Valen, you've unpacked a bunch of stuff. You shared like crazy. I love, like you have such a growth mindset. It's so obvious. Like you just lean in, let's figure it out. Like whatever, whatever it takes, right? Yeah. And you know, I think if you really want to get into that luxury arena, just figure out where in the market you want to go, figure out what's not being done and then create a strategy around that. You know, I mean, obviously I could get into a million more topics about it and unpack that, um, you know, but it's, it's just as simple as starting with where you want to get to what's not being done and then creating a strategy around how you can make yourself irreplaceable or at least competitive in order to get you into the door so that you're not just, you know, maybe getting an opportunity and then not having the, the ammo to back it up. A hundred percent. Well said. All right. So if somebody wants to follow you, where do they, where do they find you? What's the easiest place? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it YouTube email? What's the best way to connect? Our base is parkcity360.com. That's our handle. So at parkcity360 on Insta, uh, gosh, Facebook, LinkedIn, the whole nine yards, but everything's on parkcity360.com. Yeah. And it was absolutely amazing to be here with you. I had a great time and let me know if you ever want to do this again. There's so much to unpack and 
um, please come visit us because it's beautiful up here and it's awesome for golf in the summer as well. Great summer destination. I know. I'm a big fan of Glenn Wilde. I'm going to be in Jackson Hole next week. Do not be angry at me. But I'll be seeing Uh, Kimmy and the Harlan boys and all those places. Oh, nice. Well, I hope the snow continues because it's actually starting like winter out there have so much fun in jackson it's been an honest pleasure love it all right so i know you got to go do a bunch of filming thank you so much for unpacking with us today and sharing all these great insights make sure you follow valent so again it's park city 360 yes so it's park city 360 yeah i know it's very hard to spell valent lindner so we just decided to do park city 360 um board all over social um that's our website and uh yeah feel free to contest anytime all right well we appreciate you have an awesome rest of the day filming and thank you so much for sharing and for my friends out there make sure you follow her and hey maybe send this to somebody that you know that has been thinking about park city that that should be very cool as well all right we got a balance thank you so much look forward to seeing you soon thanks tom